When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NBA playoffs are here, and we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even the speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch, because this is the Turn It Up to 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to The Wolf and Owl uh, With Ramesh Ranganathan, The Owl and Big Time D, aka The Wolf Yeah, I've had quite a lot of drama uh, in the setup for this, I'm on holiday at the moment, as you know. Yeah, it looks beautiful where you are. It is really nice. nice. Um, the curtains behind me, so basically the light was coming in through the window, and I was basically a silhouette. Yeah. So I went to pull the curtains, and all of those little things have come off the rail. You know the oh, shit. the little yeah, pins. Yeah, so yeah, that's quite, uh, the um, so that's today. That's today. Called. That's today. Out done. I'm gonna be no, doing. You're, you're in a high end villa. You'll be able to get like a, a man round to do that, no? Someone wants to come around and do that for you. Like I a, can't. What, what What can I say? I couldn't work the curtains properly. So can you come Well, around? hold up. You, you know what? Curtains are pricks in 2023 because they've got different ropes and different settings. Are they electric ones, by the way? I don't know. That's what I'm saying to you. Like, I, I've not, I, I, I don't think those curtains are made to be... I think they're decorative. There's like a, there's you like know a, what? Curtains is one thing that didn't need evolving. You mate, on this, on, this, on this window, mate, there's three fucking sets of curtains on the one window. And I've pulled it's the I've pulled the wrong one of the three. I heard this like sound like jewelry falling to the floor. I look, there's oh, hooks, man. there's little eyes, there's everything everywhere. Very you know stressful. What? I've never been to any hotel or any sort of stayed anywhere. And then when someone's got to come up and show you the lighting system <sighs> and the fucking curtains, my whole head is like, you know what? It's it's a it's literally I'll pull the curtains and there's a light switch. Mm. If I'm having to do 40 minutes of a course of 40 minutes to know how to switch, number one, I haven't got that capacity to pay attention. So by the time I go to bed and I'm sort of in a place of like I can relax and sleep, my anxiety is through the roof because I'm Honestly, having to pull I, I, plugs I just, out. I, I just think people sort of say, oh, you're privileged or whatever. They don't know what it's like to find the lighting set up in a luxury hotel. They've got no fucking <laughs> idea, these people. It's tough. Hey, that's why. That's There's why three I curtains always, here. I didn't know which one to pull shut so that the pull wasn't showing. That's why I always like the, a holiday in, mate. Premier in when I'm touring. That's what, that's my vibe. Yeah, well, I know, I know why I you do that to keep the overheads down on the tour. Don't pretend that you've got a taste for it. <laughs> well, I tell you who's got a taste for it is your brother and Gratz. They've got a taste for it. I'm having to keep those two fucking absolutely. They've got all these sort of expectations of staying in luxury places. Yeah, I've heard, I heard Dinesh is uh, demanding a luxury hotel for the Crawley day. He lives ten minutes Dinesh, down the road. Uh, this is if he listens to the podcast and you can tell he him doesn't. This, I can tell you accommodation. Now is basically great Grace's playroom. There's a sofa there. He can stay there after gigs. <laughs> I want to go back back to Peter Kay. I had, an, I had an amazing uh, thing with Gratz where he's going to be a bit annoyed for me uh, saying this, but I'll tell the story. Um, we were... So Gratz is... Sorry, we should give some context. I know we talked about it before, but Gratz is tour manager extraordinaire who's tour managing... The, for, the best in the business. ...for Tom and for myself. Thankfully, our tours don't count. And for the Thankfully, and for the Wolf and So thankfully our tours don't coincide, both for Gratz and for the punter. I mean, yes. Be. Oh, by the way, Tom, I've not told you this. Uh, oh. Lisa and I's next date night after the holiday is the Reading date of Tom Davis's 
almost cool. What are you, the fr- Friday or the Saturday night? Saturday, we're coming. We're having dinner before, gonna... and then we're coming across to see you. We're very Saturday's excited. Saturday's going to be popping. We're driving, driving to Reading. As well. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see Stan. I've, I like Stan's videos. Very good, right? They're really good. Really good. Um, Stan is incredible. He's anyway, completely changed my whole, we, we my had... whole relationship with exercise and food. Yes, okay. Um, well, uh, so Gratz and I were doing a tour, doing a tour show up north or something. I can't remember exactly where it was. And it was like super late and the hotel was like in between, you know, like if you've got two dates that are quite far apart, they book a hotel kind of in between. Yeah. So you kind of get half the drive out of the way or whatever. My God, I can't believe I'm going to this level of detail. But anyway, so we finished the show at like, I came off stage about 10, 10 30, something like that. Jumped in a car, get to the hotel about midnight, knackered, right? Get into the hotel. Gratz is like so lovely, right? So he wants to take care of like getting you checked in. So he goes, can we get, yeah. can we get Mr. Ranganathan checked in as soon as possible? They go, we've got no booking. And he oh. goes, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, they've got no, we've got no booking for you. And Gratz goes, well, this has been arranged well in advance. Um, can you double check? And they double check and they've got no booking for any of you. And then Gratz goes, okay, well, look, we'll sort this out in the morning. What rooms have you got? And they go, we've got no rooms. We're fully booked. We've got a wedding this weekend. Oh. Right. So Gratz goes, well, I've got to say, this is a disgrace. I've got a comedian here who's on tour and he all he wants to do is get his head down and you haven't got the book in. And they go, have you got any confirmation? Because, oh, you're damn right, I've got confirmation of the book. And gets his phone out, we're at the wrong hotel. Oh, wow. Jeez, poor Gratz. Wow. That's, 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 that's a ricker. Do you know what's so bad about it? It's like... That is a man who was, he's not doing it because he's annoyed. He's doing it because he's desperate to look after me, right? Because he's a yeah. heart of gold. So he's thinking, I'm getting angry on Romish's behalf because I know they could literally, they could they could send me to a room that's on fire and I'm not going to complain, right? Because that's how pathetic I am. So Gratz is like stepping in for me. He really got, I mean, he really went front footed on it. <laughs> to be um, fair, in his defense, the hotels had similar names. I would say that. I do, I do want to clarify that. But um, we, I had that. Remember when we did uh, your, your favorite show, your, the, you know, uh, Judge Romesh, when we yes. did that? Um, they said they were going to stick me in like this really nice hotel. And they, so me and Catherine got the right. And I was like, me and Catherine were very in the infancy of our relationship. So mm. I was like, oh, let's go to this. Um, it's going to be really nice, you know. They put us up, put me up in a nice hotel. We turn up at a hotel literally five minutes around the corner with almost identical uh, name. Mm. We turn up, and this place was the opposite. It was so shit and rickety and falling apart. Right? They couldn't believe that we turned up for four nights while we filmed Judge Romesh. <laughs> so they gave us a room. We kept going to the room. It was literally. I, so we, I haven't been. We haven't been together long. We walked into this little, like, sort of. It was just like this, almost. Like a tiny cabin. It looked quite nice from outside. We walk in. I said, oh, this is all right. This is quite nice. And I sat on a chair, and the chair collapsed under me, completely broke. Right? Um, <laughs> then I'm rolling on the floor like a torso. Yeah. And Catherine how, sort of How aroused was Catherine at this point, just out of 10? Uh, well, she sort of laughed and sort of went out. Sort of, She said, are you okay? And she was giggling to herself for quite a while. Um, and, you know, look, the paint, all the paintings on the wall looked like a, someone's kid had done them mm. um, and sort of put them in a frame. Uh, so then I called the production. I was like, "This, I'm sorry, like this hotel. Doesn't, I'm not sure if this is the right hotel." We found like a bug in the bed and stuff. Mm. And I said, "No, that's not the hotel you're supposed to be at. This is the hotel." So how the fuck did so you I get was, into this hotel if you didn't have a book in there? I think they were just so shocked that someone had turned up for a room. Yeah, maybe that's how they, that's that's how they're running. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, people turn up to the wrong hotel. And they go, "Yeah, we get your reservation. Come on in." Yeah, yeah, of course. What well, you're going to stay here? Yeah, fine. Yeah. It was almost like a yeah, like a hidden camera show. Everything was going wrong. The the bathroom, I couldn't even fit in the bathroom. Mm. I mean, I was a lot bigger then. I was yeah, you know, probably four stone bigger than I am now. I've got a little uh, bugbear. I've had a bugbear recently. I've been doing some deep dives on TikTok while I've been by the on holiday. I you thought know, you were about to say you've been doing deep dives when you're on holiday, like going scuba diving. Oh, by the way, the jellyfish out there were you. What jellyfish? Mate, be careful. Europe's been besieged by these fucking fried egg jellyfish. I've not seen any jellyfish. What I, what I will tell you is I had a traumatic... Have you been in the sea? Well, I've got a story about this. It's not a great <laughs> story, but it's a story. So as... We're on episode nearly 300, yeah, mate. The great stories of all yeah, gone. Listen, I'm it's... absolutely fucking... I think I've gone through the bottom of the barrel. My head's poking out the bottom of it, the other side now. <laughs> <laughs> You're... 
Like little John from Robin Hood, the cartoon, yeah. just wearing a barrel. Yeah, just like eating, eating a dinner, just going, I wonder if there's anything interesting about this pasta that I can talk about for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, my friend. Anyway, so... As you know, regular listeners to The Wolf and Owl will know that I'm the weakest swimmer in the Ranganathan family. If you're a long-term listener, you know that I challenged the family to a swimathon. In, we were in Portugal, I think maybe it was last year or the year before, and I, I lost even to our then seven-year-old son, Charlie. Anyway. Who's nine now. So. Who's nine now, yeah. So, uh, so to, I think you remember then I talked about improving my swimming. Well, anyway, this story will confirm that that hasn't happened. So we... We, I've got to take action on this, Tom, right? Because I actually think yeah. this is a problem, all right? So what happened was, just by where we're staying, well, we're right by the beach. We're pretty much on the beach, right? And yeah. so the first day or second day or whatever, Lisa and the older two boys, they swam out to a boy. There's like a boy like a fair way out, right? Yeah. And um, so they just decided, oh, we're going to have a sea swim and we're going to, just as a little thing, little marker, we're going to swim out there and come back, right? And the water's pretty shallow as you go out, so it's pretty, it's pretty low risk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they go out there and swim out there and then come back. And then the boys are all full of the stories of it. Oh, you should, do, Dad, you should come out and do this with us. You come out and do this with us, right? Obviously, I'm hiding my slight anxiety about this, thinking, okay. Feels like a bit of a long swim, but yeah, right, I'll give it a go. And Alex, by the way, who's 11, 12 now, Managed it, no problem at all. But it's not even a story for him, right? So the next day they go, we're going to go on the sea swim. Do you want to come with us, right? I go out, Tom. I'm not even at the boy yet, right? Lisa and Lisa and Alex, Theo didn't come with us. Lisa and Alex are pretty much at the boy. I'm nowhere near. What's Charlie the... doing at this time? Charlie's like with Theo, like back on shore, like yeah. there, on shore. <laughs> I was talking about it's like, like David Walliams here, yeah, swimming yeah. channels. Yeah. So we, we like, um, I, I basically start to panic, right? Because the water's too deep, right? And I become too exhausted. My swimming is so inefficient. I become both too exhausted to swim forwards and too exhausted to continue staying afloat, right? So I start freaking oh out a God. little bit, right? I think I've got to make it to the boy. This is like humiliating. I, I make it to the boy and I look back. And I, honestly, I felt like it, it was the channel between me and the beach, right? It's like in, insane. We start going back, right? They're breaststroking, right? I can't do breaststroke, it turns out. You know you're supposed to make a pudding bowl with your arms or whatever. I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to Breaststroke's the easiest stroke. Well, not for me, it isn't, Tom. Thank you so much for well, you... absolutely No, 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 but no. No, this is a credit to you. So what are you doing, front crawl? I was doing front crawl, yeah. And then no, I was no, doing a... credit to you, yeah, mate. If yeah. you swam that mount front crawl... Tom, Tom, just I didn't... To... No, 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 this is picking you up. This genuinely is. If you've swum the same as someone's... Breaststroke is a steady pace. It's like a walk. Front crawl is a sprint. Tom. So Tom, if you're front crawling Tom, there, Tom, that's I, fucking I did, good for you, I did, man. I did front crawl for about three, four metres, right? Then I started to panic, okay? I stopped. They carried on swimming because none of their energy levels had been expanded at all by this trip. And I actually started to have what I would describe as a near-death experience. I, I actually started oh, to believe God. that I was going to drown then, yeah? And I'd been, by the way, I'd been moan, bitching and moaning the whole way along. You might be surprised to hear about how difficult this was, right? And they, they, Lisa and Alex, this is how bad it is. They thought I was joking, right? Because there's no way that this can be exhausting to me, right? So they think I'm joking. You're, in a, you're fit now, right? You, you've got a good level Mate, of fitness. I it's not, I don't, listen, swimming is obviously about fitness partially, but it's also about how good you are at the actual stroke. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Did so you do like, swimming lessons as a kid? Yeah, I did. Mate, I had like the swimming trunks with the three. My mum stitched the badges on the front and everything. Do you know what I mean? I was a proud swimmer as a child, but I've just not done it. And I was, I've completely lost it. And so I start going, thinking I'm going to drown, right? I'm going to drown. Lisa thinks I'm pissing about because she can't believe it. And she goes, you're having fun, Rom. And I start getting angry with her because I'm thinking, this is the, these are the last words I'm going to hear before I die, right? She Like her laughing and joking with Alex about how pathetic this is. I then... The only stroke I could do to get me back to shore was backstroke, right? So oh, I, man, you're, you're basically sort of like being dragged in by the current to like an old lonely bit of beachwood. I backstroke. Backstroke, but, by the way, with the waves. Yeah, I couldn't stay afloat, what, mate. So Every hold on, feet again, to shore or head to shore? Head to shore. Oh, my God. Tom, if you do feet to shore, you move further away from the shore. You know how backstroke works, right? I do know how backstroke works, but if you go backstroke with the wa with the waves, and sure you get loads of seawater in your mouth. Yes, that's what I did. I nearly died, Tom. That's what I'm saying to you. I nearly died the other day. 
Right. You're like probably, I'd say, my most intelligent friend. I'd say that, right? That's a damning indictment of your selection of friends. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, one that I, I'm sure that none of them would disagree with either. Um, the thought that you thought, the backstroke. Tom, it was the only stroke I could manage, mate. I, like, I, I, was, I was done. What about doggy paddle? My shoulders are burning. Doggy paddle was not making any progress. I tried to, you think, you think I went to backstroke before I went to doggy paddle? <laughs> you right, went, so hold up, hold up. Like, this is genuinely like... Tom, I started doing doggy paddle. I was doing doggy paddle for a full two minutes. I looked, the boy was getting closer to me. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Right, listen. Right. right so, backstroke, doggy paddling right. Are we talking full backstroke? Are we talking arms and legs or just legs? Arms and you legs. Have... I was using every limb available to me. I would use my dick as a rudder if I could have done. I, I was trying everything I could. It was It was. What, what was the mood on, on the beach watching you come in? Well, I think Lisa and Alex arrived at the beach probably 20 minutes, half an hour before I did. I sort so of they come, were dry and sort of sunning yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah, they'd gone in for a second dip while I was making my way back. I, I came back to shore. They had no appreciation for what I'd been through. So, like, you know when, like, you've, like, lost it, but nobody yeah. else sort of appreciates that? They just sort of think, oh, you mm. can't be serious. It was, yeah, it, yeah. it was horrendous. It's it, it, horrendous, absolutely horrendous. If it makes you feel any better... Um, Years ago, uh, you know the actress like Morgana Robinson? Yes, I do. Very talented. Before we, before we did the uh, Morgana show, we went away. We were writing that show, so we went away, and a few of us went, and we had this holiday in Spain. She's like an Olympic swim swimmer, Morgana. She's Morgana insanely is. good, right? M Morgana's a lot, yeah, incredible swimmer. So, right. But we're basically, me and her went to the beach this one day, and she gets chatting to these Spanish lads who are sort of similar age to us, sort of, you know, but real sort of all, you know, jocks, cool Spanish guys, sort of almost hippie-ish. Mm. Just, you know, so they're like, hey, do you want to come and, uh, you know, we are going to go cliff jumping, um, tombstoning. And I'm like, oh, cool sort of thing. And, and Morgz is like, oh, my God, that sounds so brilliant. Yes, I'm really up for that. Oh, Were you incredible. panicking a little bit at this stage? Because that would have Mate, my heart is going. Yeah, 100%. But also... Alongside uh, being friends and and co-stars, some of my relationship with Morgana was a almost like a bodyguard at times. Right. I felt like I was sort of like you know. So uh, we basically got to this massive cliff, right? And I could see what these Spanish guys are doing. They're they're sort of like, you know, they're fucking big dick in it. They're sort of like you know. And I'm like, this is quite a big fall, isn't it? And the walk there was about half an hour, forty minutes. So to walk back would, yeah, or they're, they're like, it's a 10 minute swim. Right. So they basically are sort of joking. Um, they sort of, all three of these guys jump in this, this mess for, this is, you remember the one that you did on League of Your Own? Yeah. Uh, that Freddie did at the end. Yeah. The one that Freddie did at the end. Yeah. It's like that. The, the, the one where they this. told me that my technique was so bad, it wasn't safe for me to continue that one. Yeah. Because I'd suffer so, a spinal injury. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you had some people telling you how to do it. Yeah. These Spanish lads will jump, jump in, and more guys said, "What are you going to do?" I said, "Well, I'm not walking fucking forty minutes back." Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, "Well, do you, are you going to jump? Do you want to jump to see how it is?" And I thought, "Well, I can't." By the way, your, I, I'll reward, try. your reward for risking your life and jumping in is a ten minute fucking swim, as well. By the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the worst of it, right? So, in the end, I think I look down, I sort of survey it, and think all I've got just is. Jump as far away from the fucking cliff yeah. as I possibly the, can. The There's best nothing. case scenario for me, I think, if I was at the top, I think if I hit the rocks, I'll die instantly and then this is over. And I haven't got to swim or walk. <laughs> I throw myself in. It was absolutely quite exhilarating. Quite enjoyed that. Mm. Uh, and then Morgana jumped in. And then Morgana, similar, very similar to your situation, Morgana and these three Spanish lads will start swimming around the cliff back to the beach. And in what the guy described as a 10-minute swim was a 10-minute swim for them. For me, I'm not joking, it was 40 minutes, right? And at time, Morgana, at one point, they all got to the beach and then they're having Rose and I could see them like laughing on the beach. And she swam back out to see if oh I was okay. God. And then Morgana was like, oh my God, you're okay, you're right. Do you need a hand? I was like, I'm not going to let you save me and like swim me back to shore like, in front of these guys. And then she's like, oh God, you, I, I really like that, you know, the, you know, the taller one, he's really lovely. I was like, this isn't the time to discuss who like genuinely got just enough energy to try and get anyway. And then one of the other Spanish lads flew, but uh, flew, we did fly because he was very quick, mm. uh, swam back, and he then essentially dragged me back oh, to shore. No. And you know, like Baywatch, and I could hear him sort of, I could feel actually him laughing. 
um, with the other lads. But I was so tired by this point. Well, you I must had, have been able to hear yeah. it because your face was nuzzled in his neck, I imagine, wasn't it, as he pulled you <laughs> no, back? It was nuzzled, nuzzled in his chest, chest and I could hear him laughing and I could sort of, as I got to shore and they're all like, someone brought me a glass of beer and I sort of stood, stood there just thinking, I, as soon as I can, my, my whole body felt like it was absolutely falling apart. So yeah. I have all the sympathy in the world with you. Yeah, yeah, well, it was bad. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch. Because this is the turn it up to 11 NBA playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. We've got to say, by the way, well, I can't believe we haven't said this yet. Congratulations to the Lionesses oh. uh, for a valiant World Cup campaign. Um, Incredible. I know that we were texting each other during the final. But, um, Man, do you know one of my, my best moments of being a dad so far? I got Grace a little Lioness kit oh. and sitting with her watching it. it was, do you know what I've got to say? Very much like when they won the Euro, it was, sitting, it was it really is like almost more than the men's game. I was sitting there with my mum, my dad, my sister, her two kids, my wife and my brother, and, and we were all just like, I don't know, it felt more family oriented. It felt really, really nice. I mean, Grace couldn't give a shit what was going on. She quite liked the lioness kit. Mm. Uh, but yeah, she sort of quite a lot of the time was trying to change the channel onto Bluey, um, which sort of <laughs> everyone was there. But it was amazing effort. Amazing. Kind of sort of uh, the creepiness of the, the, the kiss at the end. I've, I'm sorry, I don't know if you've well, read much about I, that. I've, no, no, I've read a lot about it. Um, she she sort of uh, initially said she didn't like it, and then as I I think the Spanish FA must have had a word of it because she's since like sort of made a a follow up statement saying that basically at the end of it the head of the Spanish what, what was it was his position the head of the Spanish FA is he or I don't know what I think so yeah yeah he's so anyway, big, all the Spanish big, yeah. players are uh, coming up and he gives one of them an absolute kiss on the lip, like a yeah. passion, not a passionate, I'm making it out like he didn't use tongues or anything, but like he grabbed her head, gave her a big kiss on the lips and then kind of sent her on her way. Um, and then she said, I didn't like that. And so there was like a live stream straight after and she said, I did not like that. And then later on, she sort of issued a statement going, it was just in the moment and da, 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 it was fine and whatever. And we've got a good relationship, et cetera, et cetera. I, I mean, it, it's bad. It looked bad to me. I mean, I, I just don't. Yeah. I just yeah. think don't do I mean, it. If, if you saw Kate Middleton do that to Jack Grealish, if we won the men's World Cup final, it would be creepy, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a weird. But if you saw very Harry, niche if... the way you said that. Um, but what I would, what I, what I did enjoy, my my boys again. This is a problem. This is some of the, one of the things that I've got a problem now with football with my sons. Is it happened again last night? We went to this bar to watch Palace Arsenal, which was a frustrating. We, we got the result, but it's a frustrating game. But when we were watching. Not for me. Not for me. My fantasy league team absolutely buzzing with Odegaard. Shout out! I've got a shout out Odegaard. Mm. He's he's really. I was worried about my team, and he's pulled me in. I've, I've yeah, thrown I, up I, I'm in deep shit. I'm currently. Uh, just so you know, update: sexy ballers got more points than my team this week. 
Um, but we we have I've had quite a few people reaching out. We need to start putting our teams and where we are in the league. There's a lot of people, and people are joining all the time to this league, right? So we need to sort of. At some I point, am not. Lot, I am I'd, not, I'd actually arguably not, say I'm not ready to share that information yet. I would say. You know what? Like actually, a few more no, weeks I don't progress. I, I don't want to give you a kick in here. I think the big interest, and even for me, the big interest has actually been in how are the sexy ballers doing. That's like the litmus test. Yeah. Of well, what I can say yeah. is uh, I have current this week. Because all, all of the Ranganathans are in the Wolfenau League. And what I yeah. can tell you is, is that I'm currently... This week two, I scored the lowest points out of the entire family. Wow. So uh, I'm getting an absolute high dig. And in fact, Theo, our eldest, is absolutely smashing it. I think he might be... I think he's like a hundredth in the league or something like that in wow. the Wolfenau League. And he said, is this what you're going to talk about on the podcast? How you're getting absolutely smashed by your son on... He's, like, he's really flexing on me at dinner. I actually said to him, I'm going to withdraw. Are we allowed to withdraw people from the league? I can withdraw them. Okay, well, I'm not going to do that. No, no, I'm not (laughs) going to do that. That's far too... I've got to say, I'm so intrigued by sexy ballers. Mm. I was watching a lot of the games this uh, players doing well, and I was like, is Matoma in Lisa's team? I I think Matoma is in. Wow. Estupanan is in. Estupanan is in. (laughs) Wow. That's a... What can I tell you? Lisa likes what she likes, okay? Yeah, she's got a bit. You know what I say about Lisa and her taste in, in menus? It's very eclectic. Yeah, it has, like... to be. it has to be eclectic when yeah. the face of your husband in itself is eclectic. <laughs> I was going to say, if Nobby Solano was still playing, then... <laughs> He'd be the guy. So anyway, uh, I'm... I have to I'm, shout out... I can't wait, can't no, but I was going to say just very quickly. Um, when... Um, when we went, to, so we went to watch this game. So I asked somebody, are they showing the game anywhere? And they said, this is like pancake place that they're showing the game. So we went there an hour early because we wanted to get prime seats, right? So we ordered some, right. ordered some lunch for the boys, sat down, got ready to watch the game. What loads of people did, because it's quite, there's quite a lot of posh people around here, right? And what right. they do is like, it was amazing to watch. They were turning up a minute before the game and then demanding a table with a good view. Right, which is insane what? to me. Right? It was meant to yeah, be. Right? Just, yeah, just yeah. people coming in and going, oh, well, I want to be able to have lunch in a nice spot, but also be able to see the screens, please. Like like saying it like that to staff, right? Yes. One family came in like half an hour before the game, didn't want to hang around. So they said, can we? Can you get us a table? If I give you my phone number, can you get us a table nearby? And she goes, I'll do my best and blah, blah. Anyway, they turn up like two minutes before the game. Another family have arrived since then and sat down at this table. And this, the husband and wife just start going, well, we were here before them. Why have they got this table? Why have they got this table? Start calling the waitress over. Why have they got this table? Start showing his phone. I was told I'd get a text. All of that, pretty mad, right? The maddest yeah. thing I saw, the wife, right, while the husband's having a go at the waitress, just goes and sits with that couple at the table, just claims it. Wow. It was wow. such a fucking big move. And you know what? They won. The t- this other couple just went, oh, do you know what? We're not. That's if, awful. We ar- if we arrived after you, it's like, don't worry about it. And they just got up and moved somewhere else. You know, that's, that's my worst thing, right? Is like that when you've got that much privilege and you go into those sorts of places, right? Me and you are probably brought up in a very similar way that if you were on holiday and you wanted to watch the football, you would do what you and your family did. You get there an hour early so you yeah. get a seat. So when the England, when England were playing, in the last World Cup, and we were all, all, me and the, the boys were out filming the curse. You, you get there, you you'd literally get there, yeah, for an hour, an hour and a half before because you know the, knew the bars were going to be packed. Yeah. So that idea of privilege of people just rocking up when they want kind of grinds my gears. Yeah, I mean, it got to the point where I started to feel like slightly guilty for the prime position that we'd found ourselves in. That's that's what yeah, you've been at. there an hour early. I know, but you still feel bad because you're sort of seeing people. No, 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 like, no, no. no, no. You, I, no, you can't feel bad there. You, 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 you. If anything, you, you're the hero of the piece. Mm. You're, you've done the right thing. And also, who are you to, to go somewhere that's a restaurant that shows the football? And where else are you going for half an hour? I know. Get your table, sit down. Yeah. That's get some, your that's fucking, you're not eat. Get your fucking priorities right. Yeah. Get down and watch the game and support the fucking lionesses. You prick. Is what I said in my right. head. Obviously, yeah. I didn't say anything. I almost offered in my chair. In reality, and I bet afterwards they just got off, uh, you know, and, and just walked off without yeah. even sort of watching the interviews or anything. No, no, they yeah. don't watch the interviews. I have to shout out as well, Ron. Hey. Um, our friendship has grown infinitely and grown right. and grown, right? Well, because well, no, now we're 
Well, yeah. so we're at a point now, right? So I was. So you had some serious dental work done recently. Yes, I did. Yeah. And are we so going to get into detail friendship. about this? Uh, how? Yeah, how, so, open so, how open? I can be pretty open, but so look, I've, I had root canal. I think it's called root canal yesterday, right? They took yeah. out two wisdom teeth. Yeah. Um, when I went to, so basically, I went to get my teeth checked at the dentist, at general dentist. Shout out to shout out Tony. Yeah. Uh, and they made a joke about the fact because you had just been in, I think, a week before me or two weeks before me to have almost exactly the same operation. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is insane. I've got to say, Ron, and I love you dearly, you're, like, I, I've never been so nervous as I was yesterday. I was mm. terrified. I get it. It was, it is so, like, literally, well, even now, I'm not as in as much pain as I thought. I've, I'm going to find it quite hard not to work out. I've just been for a bit of a walk. But uh, how did you find it? How long after were you, like, in pain? Uh, well, I, do, I, do they give you a load of painkillers and stuff? Yeah, I've got painkillers, yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't actually that bad. But, like, uh, what I would say is Lisa had prepared herself. Because, you know, full disclosure, and I think I speak for both of us when I say this, not the best, most heroic patients you could imagine in, uh, no, in these no, sort no, of situations. No, 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 no. I am absolutely milking it. At the teat, milking it for all that life's worth, right? So, Lisa, but, but this, is, this is how bad I am as a patient, right? The gentle dentist phoned Lisa to, no, tell, no, to, did the right, same with to, 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 to expect my arrival and to give her basically a set of care instructions for essentially the piece of livestock that was arriving from its surgery, right? That was coming back. So Lisa was on like fucking high alert when I came back, right? She'd like. So Catherine was incredible. She, yeah, she'd cancelled. She still is. She'd cancelled meeting up with friends so that she could look after me. Right? It's just unbelievable wow. work. No, no, I, I, I had my late, so it's none of that. But Catherine is, she'd laid out my tablets. She's got everything. Do you know the bit, the worst bit? Because also they, they, they freak me out because they're like, uh, you know, you might have short-term memory loss because of the, the, you know. Yeah. Did they tell you not sedated. to use your phone or whatever? For like, yeah. Which is yeah. literally, yeah. I was sat on the drive back and I looked at my phone the whole way, um, yeah. and they were like. Uh, but they said, to, um, they said to Catherine on the phone, I could hear them on the phone, they were like, you know, we're going to send him home with some tablets. Um, he's going to feel a bit sore, so he'll need his tablets, he'll need to do his salt water mouthwashes, mm. and most of all, he'll need a load of love. I could almost hear Catherine at the end of the phone going, Ugh. he's not... <laughs> <laughs> but it also, it's like, I'm, I'm such a hypochondriac and such a warrior, Ron, right? They yeah. turn around to me and say, You've got a baby daughter, haven't you? And I was like, yeah. and they're amazing with this, and it isn't, you know, but they're like, you can't be on your own for your baby daughter for 24 hours after the operation. Mm. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> what could happen? Like, I start like, having all these fucking, like, like I'm going to collapse, and she's just going to sort of like be crying next to me when Catherine comes. And also, like, Catherine's not going to leave me, at, you know, when I'm like, but I, start, I freaked out massively about that. Yeah, well, Mike, you know, Mike, just popped out, and you, I was like, I can't, I can't be pushing the pram. You know, my, my big issue is, is that, um, with regards to that, is I was told that I couldn't look after the kids either. Not because of the surgery, just based on what they'd heard about me. Uh, no, they, they said you can't look after the kids, you can't be in solitary care of the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, my biggest thing is I, I play dead a lot with my children, right? So sometimes we'll be having a fight and then I'll pretend to fall unconscious or, like, you know, I've had yeah, some yeah, serious yeah. thing and then they're, like, tapping. Is this because you're losing the fight or...? Sometimes, like if it's three of them, it's tough. Do you know what I mean? So, like, so I just yeah. pretend to be. And oh, then, I imagine now if, it, if it's you versus Theo. Oh, what, listen, what, Theo will kick the shit out of me in a heartbeat. And it gives his ribs, right? So, um, Alex has just got your eye at the moment. You can yeah. have to give Charlie a real slap. Just yeah, yeah. Sort of, like, I'm actually throwing it around a bit with Charlie still because he's the only one that I could really confidently sort of take out. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of them all in their bunk beds going, Charlie, mate, you just got to fucking smash dad because then yeah. you get your fucking wings. No, but just what you've got to remember, Charlie, is you're smaller, but you want it more. That's what you've got to remember. <laughs> anyway, so I, I've basically, it now takes longer and longer for them to, uh, to, to believe, not to believe, to even show any kind of concern because like, yeah. so I've done this over the period of the last few years. I've basically trained them to ignore a casualty. I, 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 I think if I actually collapse now, like and Lisa was out. She'd come back six hours later and she'd go, Where's dad? And you go, collapsed in the living room, he's playing a game. <laughs> uh, when did that happen? About five minutes after you left. And then she'd have to come and check on me. Do you know what I mean? Like, Is it not that could be the whole thing that's happened with Swimgate? Oh, yeah. You're sort of maybe. Around. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're sort of like, you know, you're playing up to the cameras. Mm. 
I uh, so. yeah, so I've got. Uh, I do think the boys are quite good at picking up on my sarcasm, but sometimes it goes wrong. Still to this day, like yeah. I accused yeah. Charlie of being a racist the other day just for shits and giggles, and he actually thought I was seriously making an accusation. But um, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He's proud of it. What did he do? He he made. A, I mean, I can't really say what he did actually, because um, basically he he was sort of singing a song. Like, but he was, the song was made up of sounds and he was singing it at right. me. So it was like, rooted da da aggy aggy gag. And in amongst those sounds was a, was a racial slur. Oh my God, wow. <laughs> By accident. So, <laughs> I said to him, I can't believe you just called me that. He goes, what? I said, you, you I said, what, you just sung that at me. And then he didn't realize I was joking. So then I'd say, I was only kidding, mate. I was only kidding. Yeah, did it? Was he all right with that after? He was totally fine with it, but I, I experienced some regret. Lisa watched the whole thing unfold and just couldn't fucking believe that she's co-parenting with such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it was all fine in the end. How's the family holiday in general? Though? Good, really good, man. I, I'm loving it. I mean, you've got relax. Your shoulders. Are, I can see your shoulders have relaxed, which is nice. Yeah, it's it's fun. I I, I do think that um, I I am starting to embarrass. I'm. <sighs> I've had to accept the fact that I'm embarrassing the children a little bit, I think. What? In what sense? I've talked about this before, but like sometimes when I get animated in a conversation, they sort of shush me. Is this when you've had a couple of beers inside you? Yeah, I've been... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it happened last night. I was sort of... Before we went to... So we went and had dinner and then we went to watch football and then I'd, I had... I had a couple of drinks during dinner and then I was kind of getting quite animated. What was it I was talking about? Oh, God. Not football. Uh, it wasn't football. Go it was on, like some... on out, lad. Just get at him, mate. Get at him. Tackle and run. <laughs> I imagine there have been some people listening to this episode thinking, fucking hell, we're half an hour in here and he's not busted out. <laughs> and congratulations, guys. Your patience has been rewarded. I think I was talking about filming or something like that. Oh, um, God. You're joking. Don't, please. Oh, no. Do you know what? I You're not leather at the bar, man. Yeah, so basically all the cameras will be around and they just go, roll, and I do my fucking thing, mate. And Theo's like, oh, Dad, just watch the game. Do you know what I was? Uh, you know what it was? I've remembered now. It was a story about... Um, it was a story about how I was filming a thing. I don't want to name any names because it's pretty incriminating. No. Either. But basically, we'd finished filming a show. Like, yeah. it was a show... It was like a... It was a... It, it's a show that requires shooting at different locations. Right. Like, you know, like it's not scripted. It's non-scripted kind of yeah. comedy docky thing, right? Mm -hmm. And we were all having drinks at the end. Right. And uh, whoever it was that was supposed to get the stuff uploaded that we'd filmed, like lost the rushes. Oh, wow. So, every, so everything we'd done for the last two days went missing. And, and I was telling that story. And I was sort of laughing about it. And the theatre went, sort of, he looked at a couple of tables around us. Who are you telling it to? Because you, you're not doing that thing. You know that, what, Tom? When I'm telling this story, no, can I just no, can I just no, no? First of all, fuck you for saying I adore you because I know that's going to lead to an absolute shooing. First of all, <laughs> second of all, you know what? You know what I don't like about this this side of you is that I am telling you the story. I am the villain in this story. I am openly admitting that I was talking too loudly and getting a bit over carried away. And then what you do is rather than sort of offer some sort of fucking reassurance. Decide to actually double down. <laughs> no, I'm not doubling down. I thought you, you were doubling down. I thought you were telling the story to Theo and Lisa and Charlie and Alex. I was. Right? I well, didn't Charlie know that and you Alex were telling it to Tate, like, so all the tables around. I wasn't you. telling. No, I wasn't telling it to. I, uh, listen, I am not. By the way, that is something that's happened a couple of times on this holiday, yeah. where we'll be in the middle of a conversation. This might be testament to me talking too loudly, and somebody else will will proffer an opinion on what we're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. at another table. That's the sort of thing. That, by the way, I imagine textbook Tom Davis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine constantly will... The amount of times we're out, Catherine will tell me, I go, can, can you just keep your voice down? Sort of story for the restaurant. Yeah, but I imagine you're the sort of guy that if you hear, say if somebody's talking about West Ham or something like that, you decide to have a little join in or whatever. Well, you know, the thing about that... The only thing that's... Like, yeah, the only thing I want to pick you up on, them, on that, yeah. on that uh, notice that you've got, that observation, is that... It wouldn't just be a story about West Ham. It could be pretty much a story just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll wait for my opportune moment and go, sorry, were you just talking about global warming? <laughs> 
you know yeah. what? I, can I help over here when you're talking about something that I've got absolutely no fucking knowledge of whatsoever? And Which I'd is love to offer an opinion. Yeah. I, I'd actually like to offer a really firmly held opinion based on no evidence or, or any information. I usually just slide over and go, so yeah, I was listening to Joe Rogan last week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, mate, by the way, one of the things I, I've got, this is bad, right? And I, I sort of thought of you when I did this. I have started responding, is this bad? I've been, you know, like how you get trolled all the time. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's a, I've started responding a couple last couple of times. I've responded to people on on social media, like negative comments. Like a lot, I don't know if it's because I'm on holiday and I'm just like I've just flicked through my phone and somebody says something. So, for example, I did a, I oh, this, I mean, even this is embarrassing. I did a TikTok, yeah, where it like transforms you to, into what you'd look like in the eighties, right? Right, and. So I did the TikTok. You're really it, like, on TikTok, by the way. I, I go through phases. I, I find it really hard to can keep at TikTok. No, I, what I'll do is I'll do like a flurry of like three posts. Right. And then I'll go, oh, that was good. And then I won't do it again for ages. I mean, I'm, I, I wouldn't say, uh, if, you're, if you're accusing me of having a social media strategy, let me just back No, 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 I don't mean that. It's like, no, you are, you are like, you, you keep up with the trends on TikTok. I, I, I barely open the app. I sort of actually quite enjoy watching stuff on there. I yeah, I bet you do. I'd love to see what I'd, I'd love to see what your algorithm's throwing up. To me. Well, you know who, who I, I I watch stuff that makes me annoyed for some reason. So there's this I don't really because I don't like to be negative about things and people, but there's a family on there who do these fucking dances. I know exactly who you're talking about, and I find them like almost like, I don't know what I find them quite addictive. I'm, I'm sort of puzzled by it because actually their their dances are quite good. Sometimes I actually think well actually yeah, that, yeah. but I'm like. Who is watching more than five of these? And I questioned that the other day, and I'd watched about and it's 30. You. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like sitting there, what? Yeah. And like, I, could, I know they started in lockdown. There's a part of me that just sits, thinks like, I don't know what the dad's name is, but w w what the dad was like before lockdown. Listen, Obviously, Tom, there's many forms of entertainment that started in lockdown and for some reason continue to have a life outside of it. Who, who are we to? No, but. Who are we to no, I'm like, with the dad, I'm like, when, when he obviously went back to work after lockdown and was like i'm doing this now was he always like that was he always dancing around the kitchen at work and dancing around desks or like no, or is this I a, a, bit, I think. a side of him that people are now like oh bloody alan's coming in you know well i think that i think the problem is is with those things as is with anything and and will will have been guilty of this not to that level but like it happens all the time is that they'll have done something organically it's yeah. got a lot of traction and then you're forever trying to replicate that or extend and, it. And to be that's when, fair to that's them, when stuff becomes fair, awful. Like they're, they're constantly, they're dances that they're obviously rehearsing, and I don't know how much rehearsing goes into them, but they're clear. I feel sometimes for the daughter, because she sort of seems like she's sometimes allowed in them, oh, sometimes mate. not. But it, that, that sort of upsets me. But I, yeah, I go to rabbit, or, or I watch someone I just can't stand on there, like a person who's really, I end up watching loads of their videos. I think it's just so unhealthy. Okay, this is something that I, I wasn't. This is something that I've watched quite a lot of, right, right? Recently on TikTok, and then I'll get back to what I said to this guy anyway. So it's people getting doorstepped by paedophile investigators. Oh my gosh. Do you know? Yeah, I know. What you mean, do you know yeah. what I'm? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it, like, this is American. There's loads of American ones on TikTok where like they pretend to be like a kid, yeah. and then this guy arranges to meet them, and then they go, they turn up with a folder, and they go, hey. You Brian, you Brian, Brian Shaw, and they go yes, well, yes. Quickly, just, I am. just quickly, Brian Shaw is a famous uh, strongman, so that isn't the Brian. I Shaw. know. Do you know what? Do you know the sad? Do you know the thing that's really bad about that is the reason I said Brian Shaw is because I've been watching strongman videos as well. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Can, so, I just, yeah can I just can I just absolutely clarify that this isn't Brian Shaw was not one of the people that was. I mean, if you're going to fucking falsely accuse somebody of being a nonce, <laughs> you don't. Not the world's strongest man. Here's my tip. Don't pick the strongest man on earth. <laughs> so anyway, let's call him something else. I don't know, Tyson Fury, right? This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Say, say what you say about trolling quickly, the, tro- the troll. Oh, sorry, yeah. So anyway, so the video, it swipes across and it shows like an 80s version of me, which is like, it's like a really good looking black guy with sunglasses yeah. on, right? Like it's sort of, it's slightly based Could on... I, yeah, that, I just on that as well, because me and you are working on another project that we can't really talk about at the moment. I was trying to do, uh, even for Takeshi's Castle, right, for the AI poster that, that I was messing around doing, every time I AI you, a cool black guy comes in. Oh, yeah, I know. That is how few people, brown people, are in the media sort of eye. Do you know what I mean? It couldn't possibly be that that guy's South Asian. <laughs> it's got to be a black guy. Um, anyway, so I posted this thing, and it made my nose narrower. Right. Right? So I just put, I posted the thing up, and I just said, looks like my nose was narrower in the 80s. Yeah. And this guy commented, what Romish Rang and Nathan is trying to say here is that They've given him a white nose. Every joke he does is about race with this guy. Right? So, so then, why I did this, Tom, I don't know. Right? I just went, that's a bit of a fucking reach, isn't it? Like I commented back. And then, I, and then he commented again, saying everything, your whole career has been about race. It's all you talk about. You're a diversity hire at best or something like that, right? And then I went to reply. And then I, I thought to myself, what am I doing? I'm on a family Jeez. holiday. I'm now engaging in an argument on TikTok. With someone who's clearly a racist. Yeah. I don't know what what I'm expecting him to go, do you know what, Rom? You've actually opened my eyes on that. Sorry. I thought you were diversity. Also, also, just the thought of a guy just watching TikTok and coming on your nose. Oh, bloody hell, mate. Bloody hell. He can't just let it be, can he? He can't. (laughs) Um, Um, You you mentioned Tyson Fury. Have you watched his new Netflix show? So I watched, I have watched uh, the first two thirds of the first episode, basically. Uh, what, what's your take on it? I, I'm actually slightly nervous to say what I think about it, to be honest. I, really, I enjoyed it. There's, I think Paris comes across really, really well. I think she does. Yeah. There's moments of Tice and some of it's not very nice actually to watch, but there's also things no. in there that with his... I'm, I'm actually, I, what I would say is, I'm surprised that some of it got allowed yeah, in, but then I kind based of, on yeah, the behaviour being displayed in it. Yeah, and I, but I kind of at least respect that on the the level of that's clearly what his mental health is doing because there's moment you can see the ups and downs. When it, I've watched like three or four episodes, four episodes now, and you can see the actual how up and down it makes him. What, what you know, his ADHD, his bipolar, yes. and yeah, it's I actually mean, quite I, I a, it's you, quite. If, a, if, if, brave thing to to do that i think as you know and like while some of the behavior he shows is i don't agree with but that is a part of mental health yeah that's a part of clearly what he well, goes I, through. I think i think i think you're right and i think that like what i would say is uh some of his behavior in what i, I only saw bits of it and i've seen some clips as well but some of his behavior is uh you know i i i He's not very nice to her in some points yeah, yeah. in the but, in the show. I think mean, I think mean, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And and at some points, she uh, reacts angrily, as you would do, because yeah. the person you're living with is being disrespectful, right? But at the same time, they are both recognizing that this is a a mental health thing. It ha- it does lead to interesting debates about how much you're willing to sort of accept as you know w- what is acceptable as like this is just. A mental health thing versus I'm being treated pretty terrible. Well, no, do you know what I mean? Uh, like, for me as well, I think that he's clearly trying his hardest to to navigate that, and I think she's incredible. I, what I will say is actually watching that one and how 
I found it to be quite open and quite honest and quite sort of upfront about how they both are. I watched a documentary about another fighter not so long ago, and I won't mention the name, and it was completely the opposite. It, it glossed over so much stuff. It glossed over mm. loads of scandal. It glossed over loads of stuff that actually, as a viewer and someone who, you know, I love boxing, I love MMA, whatever, at times you sit there. I know there, the show you're talking about. You sit there and watch it and go, well, you've not even talked about this. Whereas actually, yeah. I think it was it was weird. It was a weird omission, actually, wasn't yeah. it? Whereas like th this one, they've gone the other, not the other. Well, they have gone the other way, and I actually sort of look whatever you think of Tyson Fury, they they have gone warts and all on this. Yeah, on and, this and there's moments of it where I like his ups and downs, where I look at myself as like being, you know, without being, I'm not, you know, I'm never quite scathing or as sort of mean as he is, but. There's times when I, if I, I can get into a quite a low, and Catherine, you can see Catherine, like, you need to get out of this pretty quick, otherwise it's just going to, you know. I, I would say, uh, look, I'm going to hold my hands up here and say, look, same thing. I, I wouldn't ever, I would hate to think that like, I've ever been to Lisa how he is to Paris in some of those clips, right? What I would say, though, is there are times when I've been so caught up in myself that I've been yeah. negligent, or have there, been, there have been times when Lisa has had to be supportive of an inconsiderate man. Yeah. You know, there, is, there is no denying that. Do you know what I mean? And so while I didn't, while I wasn't watching that behaviour and recognising it, I was thinking to myself, there is, there are, there have been times when I've got to be honest with you, I've not been proud of myself for like how I've conducted myself, how negligent I've been. I wouldn't say I've been abusive. I wouldn't, I'd like to think I've not been abusive. But what I would say is, is that I have been, caught up in my own thing or or maybe being dismissive or maybe not as being as engaged as I could have been in the, do you know what I mean? And like, you, you do sort of think about, you know, we, we can't just sit there in judgment on other people and go, I'm the perfect husband. There's no fucking way. And, and I, th I think that's what's brave about it. Cause it would have been very easy for them to make, you could have, you could have done a cut of that, which shows him to be this big, lovable, shouty, you know, always just showing all the positive stuff and for her to show it, but to actually be as open as they have, and to talk about that side of things. And that's probably why for me and you, for, for most people, it makes you quite, makes it quite a difficult watch at times is because actually you, you, you know, you think Christ am I ever like that. And that's, that's in, in making documentary and making certainly, I think so much stuff. I think actually to be fair to it at times, you know, I don't watch it all the time, but like the Kardashians can be quite openly like this show negative behavior, but we watch so many things that is, are just positive or just negative, yeah, yeah, yeah. where this shows that, and I think when you've been married as long as they have and been in a relationship as long as they have and someone who's quite, I, I genuinely think she comes across, I've never, like I say, aside, you know, seeing her interviewed a few times, so I've never known too much about her, but actually, and also I'd say that she she comes across as a brilliant mother and and just, yeah, I, I think there's, yeah, I think, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's a great show. Uh, but I, I think like, um, the fact that we're even talking about it, I think it does raise a load of good talking points. For example, like the whole issue of mental health and, and relationships and how difficult it is for the other person in those relationships who's, who's having to yeah, sort yeah. of respond to that and deal with that in a supportive way. And also how much responsibility the person who's exhibiting that behaviour has to take. Do you know what I mean? Because like there's points where he goes, he quite, he says, when I'm in a bad way, he sort of says, I take it out on Paris because she's the one, I, you know, we're all guilty of that, yeah. of, of the person that's closest to you getting the brunt of it. The qu the question then is, is how much responsibility do you take from that? If you know that that's what's happening, yeah, yeah, yeah. how much, how much responsibility do you have to stop that happening? You can't, you can't forever go, is it fair to forever go, that's just how I am yeah. and I take it out on you? Do you know what I mean? It's not, I mean, that's not right, is it? Do you know what I mean? So no, no, no. Like, and I think it's, I mean, me and you have both talked about this on here and like, uh, you know, I'm 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 going through like sort of quite a lot of therapy at the moment about th again just other subject matters and talking about you know going back to having gone back to stand up and talking about anxiety and things and and also there's times where you're like oh am I doing this to be selfish because I want to prove that I can accomplish something that I could you know when I've got a small child and I've got you know and actually going to that's the other thing I the only thing I would say is is how much help are you getting for that because that's the one thing I'm I feel good about is actually speaking to someone and having those conversations yeah you're taking action rather than just going well this is kind of the way it is and actually yeah but like both me and Catherine you know, I'm sure you and Lisa every couple you it, I think it's a two sided coin this I think we all as human beings can get slightly wrapped up in ourselves slightly not ask the questions yeah. day to day that we probably should and actually 
we that that happens across us all like because no matter human nature is if you're caught in a bit of a a nosedive you you become very self-absorbed and it you know you you require someone to pull you out and that's usually the person closest to you and i think i think yeah that would be my only thing is how much help help is is he getting and she getting but actually you can see that she she clearly has probably a better understanding of it all having lived with him than some people who you know she she knows how to get him out yeah that's what i'd say once you get later into it you realize you know that she she knows the trigger points and but it's yeah. Well, I would say like I'm not saying that I, I I'm not comparing my situation. I mean I am, but I I'm not saying that my situation is exactly the same as theirs. But what I would say is like a game changer for me has been uh, being more open with Lisa when I'm going through those moments. Because the, the truth is, in the past I would get dark in my head, yeah, yeah, and then just shut down as a communicator. Do you know what I mean? And so like Lisa's having to deal with somebody that's you know not being as not and I've ma- I manage it better than I have done in the past but like dealing with somebody who's like gone quiet or whatever I very much shut down same, and bottle stuff up yeah, yeah, yeah. and so and so you're dealing with somebody that's like being kind of quiet and I, I, I would say that I'm not I wouldn't say that I'm particularly snappy but I would say that I just stopped talking you know I'm sort of a lot quieter and that is a lot easier to deal with when that, per- you know, now I would say to Lisa, look, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I know it sounds mad, but I'm a bit overwhelmed because I've got this, that and the other on. And because those things are happening in quick succession, it's like I'm finding it a bit funky to deal with. And l- the great thing about in, my, in our relationship is like Lisa will not necessarily try and jump towards a solution. She won't go, well, why don't you just do that? If she sees one, she'll go, yeah. she'll go, well, or she'll go, why don't you make a list of the way you've got, to, you know, like she'll offer, try and offer practical solutions, but sometimes she'll just go, well, look, if you need to talk to, talk to me about it in detail, you can do, I know that's what's going on. Do you know what I mean? And similarly, I would like to think that uh, I would do the same for Lisa. Turns out though, she seems to be <laughs> slightly yeah. better put together than me. So, <laughs> so it does. It doesn't. It, I, w- I wouldn't like to say. I couldn't say it's fifty-fifty. But do you know what I mean. But like that's that's kind of how it is. It's uh, it's uh, it's a tough one. What a gear change, by the way. Yeah. Well, sometimes um, these happen on the old Wolf and Owl. The Wolf and Owl. You never know where it might go. Right. Listen, we're almost sort of almost out of time without having done any email. So, do you want me to? Um, should we do one? Hit me, brother. Okay. This is from the Weeking Guinea Pigs. Wow. What is Weeking? W-H-E-E-K-I-N-G. I don't know. I mean, you're asking literally the worst person. Yeah, well, you're looking at your phone, so I'm assuming Google's not <laughs> No, fine. no, no. I'm not. I've just responded to a message. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, dear Wolf, Al Swan and Cat, lots and lots of love to you all. I love the pod and I think you're brilliant. We have a male boss around 10 years older than us. He presents as a sensitive widower, but my colleague and I find him sexist, racist, and classist, although I know he'd never see himself as such. He constantly mentions our age and other women's ages in the team, pretending he believes we're the same age as him or older. As in, have you had your flu vaccine letter yet? Or you look tired. Is it the change? He constantly refers to the menopause, even though we're not menopausal. And any non- and anyway, it's none of his frigging business. Just to the record, we're absolutely acing our 40s and never felt better about myself. His Zimbabwean colleague was subjected to his long anecdote about how some larvae swam up his knob in Lake Malawi and then was shown a Zimbabwean pagan statue online and asked to comment, all with an air of someone trying to let everyone else know how worldly wise he is. It's excruciating. Everyone speaks in hushed tones about how he lost his wife many years ago and how nice he is, but I don't agree. And I just don't know how to get him to shut up. I haven't even started on how he talks to us like we're thick as mints because his ex had a PhD. He mansplains books, politics and just about everything despite being completely unself-aware. He loudly congratulated me for cycling a mile up a completely flat road like and completed the Tour de France, saying that he couldn't believe what he was seeing because I don't look like a cyclist. I used whatever's quickest and a bike was that day. There are so many examples. It's every day of my working life. Any ideas how we can block out or stop our nagging boss? Have you experienced similar? Lots of love, the weekend guinea pigs. Tommy Dick. Wow. Um, so interesting uh, because, yeah, I was sort of talking about this just the other day. It's such a strange thing when you get that sort of um, someone who has been through something quite emotional or some sort of yeah traumatic pain and the um the sort of buy almost that look this guy was and he sounds like a hideous fucking piece of shit if i'm honest and he's probably a hideous piece of shit before um his wife passed away and that's very sad um and i i say it's, it's so difficult because um i think you kind of at some point have to 
as a group call out that sort of behavior it's very difficult when it comes to a workplacing if someone's sort of in charge and, and someone's sort of offers seniority and it can be quite threatening if you're doing that on your own and you but actually all of the behavior that he's displaying is behavior that we're, we're all we're all we're all trying to like actively oppose and actively not, that not be the way that we we're, we're conducting ourselves in workplaces i think it, or any place so i think for me it's a matter of probably having a chat i mean do i think that you'll you'll get the result you want probably not though i think that there comes a time and there comes a place when that sort of chauvinistic racist sort of, se- sort of sexist behavior he won't see that he's doing anything wrong it's a really it's, it's just, you know we've just been talking about this with with the fury program and i think with and i think there's an element of it that is a mental health problem on the basis that i think when you let someone behave a certain way and you're never brought into any sort of kind of um because I'm on fucking serious painkillers, so my brain's working the certain way. So you're never held culpable for that behaviour. You become more and more bulletproof, almost to thinking, "Oh, actually, this is a way." And even when you show any kind of empathy, it's done through almost this sort of negative, sort of like sniper scope. And I, I find it really. There's been a couple of times I've I've called people out on that sort of behaviour or, or mentioned it and tried to do it as a bit of a joke, and they can't and won't see that what they're saying and what they're doing is wrong. And I think uh, certainly when I worked on building sites and, and worked with certain sort of people, who are, you, you'd sort of say something and there, there'd be two sort of schools of thought, either they're not hurting anyone or they, you know, it's banter. And I don't, I didn't mean it to be offensive or I, you know, that was just a bit of a joke. And actually, well, no, it's if you haven't got the right to say what's funny when it's causing offence to others, that's, that's sort of, just that's just just common sense really like you know and yeah i mean i just find the whole thing a little bit gross and uh, sadly in life there's there seems to be people who get to power who 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 show these show these traits i guess like i say i I guess if if it's having a negative effect i don't know if there's anyone above him that you a few of you if he's your boss or just a manager or if, if there's anyone above him that you could all talk to but Otherwise, I think it is having a conversation. Also, just a support network, rather in hushed tones about things. Maybe just all get together and, and talk about what a fucking helmet he is. And you can have a little joke about him, and he can become a, <laughs> a figure of ridicule, um, which isn't nice in itself. But uh, like I say... Are you, suggesting, take... are you suggesting counter-bullying? Is that what you're... Well, yeah, no, no. It wasn't Originally, it was going to be more sort of wholesome than that. And then as it sort of the words escaped my mouth, I realised actually what I was talking about is a coup d'etat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think what I'd say is, uh, yeah, is I think at some point you've got to call that behaviour out as a, as a group on mass and just say that we're not comfortable with it. We don't like it. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Ramesh, go on, my friend. Well, I mean, the guy sounds like an absolute fucking prick, but what I would say is that I sort of think about when kids are at school, I see this with my children is that they'll, you sometimes see them behaving obnoxiously to each other. They're not horrible. Ki- like our kids, are, you know, every, everybody thinks this about their kids, but my kids are like, you know, they're, they're good. They've got hearts of gold. But you do hear them saying obnoxious things to each other and you sort of get away with that with your brothers because your family. But then they'll report back to me like as they've grown up, they've said something or something's happened at school and they've suffered repercussions for that. I'm not talking about bullying, but like that kid has stopped talking to them or whatever or they, they've upset somebody. And then they realise that you shouldn't talk like that to people. And that's how you learn. It's like social awareness. Do you know what I mean? What your boss is in a situation is, is that because of his position of power, he is not being sent the correct signals for his dickish behaviour. So he's behaving like a twat, but because he's the boss, he's not suffering the repercussions of that, which he should be doing if you're doing that in a social situation. And that needs to be remedied. So, you know, there's one of a couple of ways you could do that. You could either dead air him and just like, any t- you know, just you just basically anytime he thinks he's being funny, just go, why is that funny? You know, and you just, all of you know that that's how you're going to behave. So he suddenly realises that actually this is twatty things to be saying. Um, or you get together and you write a letter of complaint to whoever's the head or whatever. I mean, if he's the ultimate head, you, the letter goes to him. But at the end of the day, I, I think if everybody's feeling like that, I mean, th- your email says that n- everybody thinks he's really nice. But I mean, I think 
it doesn't matter if it's everyone or not. It doesn't have to be a general consensus. If he's saying stuff to make you feel uncomfortable, then that's something you need to take action on. But my, in my experience, when I've been working with people like that, I, I just sort of uh, respond or I try to respond uh, in a way that I think that is worthy, that, 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 that what they've said is worthy of, do you know what I mean? Which is basically, what the fuck does that mean? Or is that meant to be, sorry, was that, was that supposed to be a joke? Sometimes you could do it with humour, do you know what I mean? Just go like, well, you probably dropped an egg there, haven't you, mate? That's what might be the least funny thing I've ever heard anyone say out loud or whatever, just to try and sort of like bring him down a peg or two, do you know what I mean? But if that's not going to work because he's just so bullshy and lacking in self-awareness, that he's just like, he's just got a rhino hide, then I think you actually need to take sort of more official action. Uh, good luck with that. I hope you can deal with that twat effectively. Uh, Tommy Davis. Yo. It's about that time. You know, I know you're on painkillers. Uh, do you think you can take us out of this? You know what? I would, I'm going to talk about the kindness of strangers. Uh, just because it would be remiss of me. Not to mention. So th I thought we had a gas leak in my house. So yesterday morning, it was panic stations. I'd sent everyone else out from the house, and like a hero, mm -hmm. I stayed. Mm -hmm. um, I made a call to the national grid, which I'd never done before, and a lady came and uh, checked my house out for a gas leak. Whilst here, I found her a brilliant company, a uh, lovely person, uh, and she put my mind at rest. Um, now... I think in life it's really, really easy to be negative about things. We, we've just played that a little bit on here today when we talk about trolls and we talk about curtains. But actually one of the main things to do in life, I think, is actually show gratitude when gratitude comes and, and show positivity when it comes. So I wanted a shout-out for everyone out there doing a job and doing it well, for everyone who turns up to someone's house is in distress, for every time a waitress or a waiter puts your food down and it's absolutely beautiful and their service is immaculate, for every time a chef breaks his back, chef breaks his back to make sure your food's incredible. For every time a postman knocks upon your door and then leaves a nice note just to say that there was a box, but I'll bring it back tomorrow. I want to shout out those who, who never really get the pat on the back and then a shake of the hand. I want to just say, yo, keep doing you, keep being you, because every day there's a champion you walk alongside who might not wear a belt or a golden medal, but they show due diligence and care in everything they do. That's beautiful, Tom. Thanks, it's really, really Thank nice. You. And b basically, I guess what Tom's saying is, uh, is thanks for fin fixing his gas leak. <laughs> yeah, pretty, uh, much, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, to take us out, based on the fact that uh, I've been listening, watching on TikTok quite a bit. Um, also, can I just say, I've had a bogey on my T-shirt the whole of this. Okay, it's it's off frame, <laughs> so it wasn't worth mentioning. Oh, no, it's not. It's a bit of blood from my mouth, like a bit of scat. Did you have that? Did I have blood in my mouth? Like yeah, I wasn't scabs. spitting it onto my T-shirt, but... Um... Oh my God, sorry, bro. You okay? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was um, freaked out by that. All right, okay. Uh, so anyway, I discovered this song on TikTok. This guy just put a little clip up of it. It went viral, and so he decided to make it into a single, and it's pretty catchy. It's called Lil Boo Thing, and it's by Paul Russell. It's actually called Lil Boo Thang. Uh, but JT, can you drop that as we go out? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Tom's looking at his scab still. Thank you, people. God bless. Put a little gold in the teeth and the fit good, so I took the doors out the deep. Okay, I see a brother holding your seat. No beef, but I'm trying to get the noise you released. Don't take my talking to your own. I can keep it chill like the Sobeon Blunt. I'ma keep it real when your man long gone. If you're looking for a friend, then you got the wrong song. Baby girl, what's good? What's with ya? If you book tonight, that's fiction. I'm outside, no pictures. You want me? Go figure. Up to the back. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.